Welcome to Pat's Cast, the unofficial Regina Pat's podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And this is our episode for March 27th, 2021. For Feist, the shot, he scores! Leighton Feist, low stick side on Seryanko, and it's another first career goal. Carrier raises up Feist, he's alone, Cole Carrier scores! Short-handed! Carrier, he'll move right up and shoot, it's tipped and they score! Braxton Whitehead, his first well, Chris, uh, how was your week? Well, it was a pretty busy week. Your week was okay because it certainly yeah, it was wasn't. Right. It wasn't the best week for the Regina Pats. Um, we, we mentioned last week going into it. Uh, it's some tough games, some some good teams with Winnipeg, PA, and Saskatoon. Uh, yeah, things things were tough. <laughs> I, uh, this is one of the you know it was one of the games one of those eight o'clock. PM start games. I honestly, I fell asleep before the end of the game. It was not uh, not a thrilling week to be a, a Pats fan. Some uh, we took some on the chin this week. Yeah, and I mean, I was at that game. Um, if uh, if Kevin wasn't there as well, and we were kind of chatting it up, I probably would have left early as well. Like I'm not gonna Oof. lie, I didn't even bother doing the press conference after because yeah. I was like, I don't want to really ask some questions about how bad they played like i didn't really want to get into that or you know ask players some tough questions yeah i mean you know they're still young and you know they don't they don't want to talk about that kind of stuff so i just left it to the pro and we picked up some great carter bits and you know it sounded like stroosh wasn't very happy at all they didn't play the game plan that you know that they had put out for the team no no it was uh there was a glimmer there like it wasn't a blowout right from the start. There was a glimmer within the second period. I think the start of the second yeah. period, where you know it actually looked they were kind of in the game. There was about a six minute stretch, six seven minute stretch where things were looking good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put down here for the first half. Of the second period was much much better, and and they just couldn't you know maybe continue that kind of momentum and. And uh, it seemed like Winnipeg, you know, every opportunity they had, it was in the back of the yeah. net. They, their scoring touch is just phenomenal. They were just having their way that night, too. Um, but, I mean, you say they couldn't maintain that. It wasn't like there was dramatic changes in the game. Like, there wasn't an event that happened, really, was there, that threw it off? I, I, it was just too bad that they couldn't continue on with yeah. that, that style of play or it's sad because it seems like it's in them. They have it. It just fell apart somewhere <laughs> for some reason and then uh, continued on down that path and things didn't end very well at all. Uh, you referenced that press conference. Uh, when I was talking last week, I was saying mm-hmm. how Struch doesn't seem to be very upset about things and he was really quite upset <laughs> about that one. And yeah. uh, he seems like he really does buffer what he says to media and from what we could hear from that that interview, he was he was pretty upset. And um, unfortunately, one of the players that they called on next for the interviews, I, I think he was still feeling the ramifications of maybe what was said uh, after the game to them. He was, and I don't blame him or anything, and he's young and in this, we don't even have to really get into it, but um, it yeah, seemed like the team was pretty shook. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had more on his mind than uh, the questions being asked of him Definitely. after that game, which rightfully so, because that was a pretty ugly, pretty ugly game. <laughs> it was, I know uh, our good friend Matt Rowe was tweeting, live tweeting the response to some of the goals, and he had some really good insight to some of the goals. Like there was one where two passes like bit hard to the puck carrier and they were gone. And then the final trailing guy comes in and screens the goalie. And it was just like, it was Timbit peewee level hockey. It was ugly and they deserve that one. I think. Yeah, it was, it was tough to, it was tough to watch, but then, you know, you go into the next game and you see how they can play. Right. And, and then, talk about Shush and you talk about the post game and he was full marks. He was just said full marks to the team. He gave him the credit when credit was due. But why not? Right? Like, no, no, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, go into PA here and, uh, they played great. Like they, PA isn't maybe as strong as they were last year. They've had a few hiccups here. They're not the cream of the crop. Uh, still a good team. They've got some good players on that team between Ozzy Weisblatt and, uh, Caden Goulet and, uh, Max Paddock wasn't playing, but regardless, it's a it's a quality team. Played really, really well in that game. The Pats did. They didn't, you know, maybe comparing to the Saskatoon game, but I thought the, their first period was better in the Saskatoon game than the PA game. It just okay. seemed like they got some timely saves in the PA game, kept them close, and they were able to, you know, get it rolling in the second and the third. Mm-hmm. And I mean, highlights from that PA game, though, uh, so Feist scores his first goal after a, a tough game against Winnipeg. Uh, that whole defensive crew is is having some challenges. And uh, I mean, they can come to one of our topics here of uh, some injuries, right? Kiddo, Kiddo. Yeah, something like that. And Mitchell so apparently with, are going to be out for a while. Yeah, with Kiddo out and Mitchell out for a period of time. There was He didn't say exactly, but he said a while. Not as long as the season. So they'll be back, but... So you got two uh, experienced defensemen there out, uh, and our I think I counted on our blue line. We had three of the six are rookies. For uh, was it all these games? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got Dewitt in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then you got Feist Berg. Yeah. Yeah. Berg or Berge. I'm not too sure how that right. is either. But yeah, right. So you got three. And we we talked about that in our preseason episode too. Was the lack of depth in the defensive core, and if there was any injuries, we could be a bit exposed. And I think we saw that this week with that. Yeah, especially in that Winnipeg game, I thought. Yeah. There was a lot of mistakes, uh, just some bad decisions with the puck, without the puck, and uh, Winnipeg definitely capitalized on that. Um, you want to take some benefits from that game too. Uh we can talk about Matthew Keeper and his uh, second win now. Um, yeah, I mean, this young goaltender looking fairly good, and I don't think there's any any hiding it. That goaltending has been a, a bit of an issue with the Pats thus far. Uh, bringing in a 20-year-old uh, goaltender, you do maybe expect him to be, you know... A, a stabilizing yeah, kind mean, of veteran... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And carry, carry the load, carry the team when the team is, you know, younger and struggling. He's there to to 
you know, lean on, right? Rather yeah. than throwing yeah. in an inexperienced keeper or welky. Yeah. So uh, we actually, we have a bit of a clip here from Struish regarding that, uh, the goaltenders and the situation going on there. No, no dilemma because when we when we did get Roddy, we you're exactly right. It was for a full season, and and it was for somebody young to come in and work underneath him. But for us, we're looking at development. We don't stop the development at, at 18, 19, and 20. We want to develop these older kids too. So giving Roddy an opportunity to to play, earn a contract. The players love him. Yeah, he's he's struggling, but that doesn't mean he's not a good goalie. Uh, we have to work hard for him. Um, as far as our staff goes, to to help him get better. Hopefully we can, we can do that away from games and get him into a game here that he can, he can uh, feel good about himself. And the other two guys, Welk, he's great. He's been great in practice. <clears throat> Excuse me. He works hard in, in uh, off the ice. So there's going to come a time when he earns a, earns a start. And obviously we've seen Matthew do a great job. In it. So uh, it's not that it's a dilemma. It's uh, it gives us opportunity. It gives us uh, choices and uh, like I said, the players like all three of them, and, and they'll play hard in front of whoever's in that. So Struz doing his best to uh, maybe deflect the fact that there's a bit of a goalie controversy, in my opinion. He's saying, oh, they're all good, and we're giving them all some opportunity. They want to let Roddy Ross develop still and, and possibly earn that contract uh, in a pro level or something like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> How long? This is a short season. How long do you keep giving these, giving him an opportunity? And okay, he, he, they say he's a great guy in the dressing room and he's a leader. Yeah, but we need some wins. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a tough tough thing to do. Like, I mean, you do have the options, and we've seen all three this week. And you know, there's only one good outcome. So it's kind of like, oh, do you start to lean on keeper? Like he. Like I said, they held, he held them into that first period in PA. The shots were 16-7 in that first period. Yeah. And he definitely looked solid. That was one of the best periods I've seen out of a Pats goaltender this year. Exactly. Like, we have to get some wins together here. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's just no time to, to mess around with it. It's 24 games. We're, what, a third or quarter done already? Like... Over a quarter, so over a quarter, so we need wins now. And they've talked. He talked about it. They want a winning culture. You don't build that yes. by losing, right? Nope. Especially losing eight three seven three and getting schlacked. Uh, I don't personally. I'd like to see keeper get till he proves us wrong. Why not? Right? Like oh, exactly. Like you know. I don't know if you want to. Actually, I do want to make one more point on the PA game before we, before my next point. But it was kind of funny. You talked about Paddock was hurt that game. Well, they didn't have a backup dressed. Yeah. For the game, if anybody <laughs> didn't catch that. So Winnipeg had loaned a goalie. He, he was in the stands waiting if need be. Okay. Yeah, and I was so. wondering at some point, when there was a few, there was the one goal... Uh, no, that was in the Saskatoon game. Sorry, I'm getting them confused now. But I was thinking, oh man, are they gonna? But they didn't have a choice. They had to run with him no matter what. Yeah, they would only have done that if he was uh, injured and couldn't, couldn't yeah, yeah, couldn't continue on. So and and it's kind of funny. I was looking at the game notes before that game. Shenko or however you say his name, he has much better stats than Paddock does. It was kind of surprising, actually. 
despite him not having a win. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. He doesn't have a win yet since he lost to the Pats. And at the moment, Paddock is a net here tonight against Moose Jaw, and it is 3-2 mid-third for PA. So... Yeah, I mean, so I was sitting there watching that game and I thought, okay, things are coming together. Coaching's, they got him back, reset after that, that 8-3 loss against Winnipeg. Uh, Struish had some comments on that. We'll, uh, let's lead into that here. Top of the, top of the class. I mean, A-plus for the guys. And it's, uh, it goes to show, uh, you know, you, go, you need to go through a lot of different things um, that you can learn from to develop. And I think that that uh, what Winnipeg did to us, I think that that might have pushed us a little bit. I, well, I know it did, but those are things that you have to you have to go through to, and experience to get better. And the guys did that night. You know, it's not for the lack of effort against Winnipeg. It was just like I mentioned, the attention to detail wasn't there as we had in previous games. And then they came back tonight and they threw a threw out there threw a great game out there. So good for our guys. I'm really proud of them. So yeah, he's just referring to the same things we said. Really happy to see the bounce back after a uh, tough Winnipeg game. And yeah, come out with the win. Things feel a little better, you know. Got a goaltender that's making some good saves, keeping us in the game. And then we roll into Friday afternoon with Saskatoon. And uh, boy, the wheels fell off early in this one. It was a 4-1 after one. Yeah, I think it was 4-1. Um, but the thing yeah. is, okay, so I kind of referenced it earlier. I thought their play in the Saskatoon first period was better than the PA first period. Okay. Despite them giving up the goals, it, this goals were all, like all fluky. Like the first one was a dump in is like bounced yeah. off Welky, like right to the guy. And there's nobody in, you know, right down the pipe. Nobody, the defensemen weren't you know, skating down the middle, they're skating down the sides waiting for him to pass it off or whatever. It's just unlucky. And then there's another one, like it's going wide and it goes off the guy's chest and in like, yeah. And like, what was it? What else do I got? Like there was just unlucky goals. One off a defenseman's skate, like side of the net and in like, it was maybe not as bad, not as bad as the score seems. But that's a tough I mean, hole to dig sure out. Sure, they of. didn't play great, but I mean, I think maybe the score was a little unflattering of their play. But but then, hey, start of the second period again. Uh, they get a quick one. Bedard gets a quick one, right? Was it Bedard? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes on beautiful goal, one on two, and he gets a shot off, and then he walks right past both defenders. One yeah. a twenty-year-old, like and walked by them. The, the league, if they don't want him to get attention. Because I'm sure teams are like, oh, Bedard, uh, stop making him look good. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't, <laughs> he didn't do anything that spectacular Impressive. except just no. literally walk right by you and you're like walk, standing there. Yeah, there's a 20 year old. It's not <laughs> yeah. like some like rookie guy. Yeah. The other guy was a 15, but he walked by the 20 year old. Like, yeah, like I was just, I know, yeah. I, I was thinking that too. Like, other teams, I'm sure, don't want him to score against them, right? Stop letting them do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I think we got it to what? We got it to 4-3 four, four, three. at one point. Yeah. Yes. So it's not I like... Mean, I know it. You know, it was it was a tough game to watch. I mean, to be grant, granted, I'll be honest, it was the 4 o'clock game. So I'm kind of cooking supper at the same time. And I wasn't watching every goal intently and kind of just watching the replays. But 
I do. I also feel like it's tough to get a good feel for the games with with just watching it on TV. Like, I don't know if you feel the same way. If you when you were there, you got a better sense. But yeah, it is. It's it's much better at especially trying to analyze them. Uh, Yeah, it's tougher to get a good feel of the team and the games thus far. Um, The the don't get me wrong, the coverage that they've put together with this with the east hub is fantastic and sounds like it's better than the rest of the league and i'm happy we have it but yeah it's tough to get a good uh vibe or kind of the personality of the team and so yeah when you see a 7-3 score and you're getting pumped 4-1 in the first period and you're like, oh sheesh here we go we did give up 47 shots <laughs> which isn't yeah. awesome either but I don't know. You're, so you're saying you're thinking this game, the score is not as indicative as bad as the, the Winnipeg could... game. I don't think. Yeah. Not nearly as bad. Okay. I mean, they had way more. You know, they obviously they scored the three goals, but it seemed like they had a lot more opportunities. Like um, Smith put one five hole, but it went out the other side of the net. Yeah. You know, Walker had a nice little dangle that he almost put in. Like there was a lot more opportunities to score. It seemed like. Yeah, the play felt, was a little. It felt like more the Saskatoon even. game. They could have tied it up. Actually, it was fairly tight, and Regina was carrying the play for a while there. They gained that energy again. That the Bedard effect when he starts rolling, gets some action going. Uh, the team seems to respond, and uh, it just didn't come together. Yeah, they had those good opportunities. Um, uh, yeah, Zach Smith's been playing good. Massier had some nice plays too lately. Like it just didn't click that game. Uh, and then yeah, the score really got lopsided. Yeah, it was it was really unfortunate there. So uh, I mean, tough game sitting now at what uh, two and four, two overtime losses though, so six points, so tied for uh, well six. Sixth place, I guess. Tied with PA, but looks in like points, but they have a game in hand. They're yeah, playing they're playing that right now. So. Okay. So, um, I mean, it is what it is. Now, looking at the s- schedule coming up, we've got uh, so Swift Current on Monday, Moose Jaw on Tuesday, and then uh, Brandon on Thursday which to me are all three, any one of those games they could win. They could lose any one of them too, but, you know, it's a chance here, an opportunity if you get two out of three, get some points yeah. and get in there and who knows, right? It's definitely, I mean, Swift Current, as bad as a record is, have not played bad at all. Nope. They beat uh, PA. Who else did they beat? Uh they beat. They should have beat Saskatoon. Yeah, they're up too late, mm-hmm. and then uh, I watched that game. The old icing, the old icing with the empty net. I don't know if they were shooting for the net or not. I had it on. I wasn't paying that close attention to it, but icing, and they scored off the faceoff, and then uh, then they scored again, and then Saskatoon won in overtime. So Swift Current should have had that game. Yeah, I mean, it's not nothing's a shoe in. Uh, no, but they're they're three teams that they can they should be able to keep up with at least, and 
I don't know. It's not all lost yet. We're only eight games in, so you know, there's still a there's still a chance here. Uh, now a bit of I mean a bit of news out of the queue. I mean we're talking about a chance, so we're all you might be saying to yourself, well, well, for what? What are we even playing for? So just this week, the queue announced they are, or at least they have a plan for a uh, for a playoff format. Uh, they're going to be separating between the Quebec League, Quebec teams, and then the Maritime Leagues. Looks like the Quebec teams will be starting off fairly soon and early and finish off almost a month ahead of the Maritime teams. And then uh, Maritime teams will finish up and they'll end up playing each other. Is that what they decided? How are they going to yeah, do it? Yeah, in the end, somehow, if, if it all yeah. works out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's just indicative. It's a little convoluted. It's, it is. And there's some weird time frames in it uh, going well into June, wasn't it? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, I yeah it goes I for a while. I didn't read it very attentively. I just kind of scrolled through it. I was like, oh, they're but, doing this, they're doing that. But if one of the leagues is doing it, you know, maybe it'll put some pressure on the other ones to get going to figure something out. And uh, anyways, so there might be something. Who knows? Uh, but let's get through this week first. <laughs> but it's just, a, it's just maybe something... A little bit of a carrot at the end of the stick. We got a long ways. The Pats have a long ways to go before they can even uh, think about some sort of playoff. Yeah, and caliber. and uh, post game there that Sastoon game, Nyhoff was asked about the slow starts. I don't know if we want to play that clip. And he's the guy that's got to, you know, he's the leader. He's the guy that's got to, you know, address these kind of things. Yeah, I think it's worth worth getting some from the captain here. Um, I mean, he's had. He's had some little bit of fire here. He, what he had the Gordy Howe in Sastoon. It was a Sastoon game. Yeah, the uh, ex-teammate Josh Paulus. Yeah, yeah, that was out of everyone. That was a bit of an odd one, I thought. Um, Paulus, when he was with us, wasn't really a noticeable that way. And no, no, definitely not. So I didn't really see what uh, you know kind of brought that on. I didn't see what started that, uh, and then I did see what started Dubinsky's. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He <laughs> took a pounding, though. Oof. He, he, yeah, but he looked like he was up for more. I mean, he, Davinsky's a tough kid. <laughs> he seems like he wanted to keep going, but uh, yeah, I, you create that. I mean, that, that's another thing, though. Who is our enforcer on that team? Uh, we were talking about that with my father-in-law. I didn't have a good answer. I'd say probably Walker. Probably. But I don't know. You know, it's not. I mean, hockey's changed a bit when you think. But you think if you got someone like Bedard, yeah, you need someone. You need a Coltrane Wilson. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, need... Yeah, Dubinsky will will mix it up, and yeah, obviously Nyhoff will. But you think of the forwards. I don't know. Maybe Dedemy because he's an older guy. He could probably handle himself. But I've never seen him fight. I don't think. But. I think, I mean, we're missing some grit in that Englot, sense. Englot would probably go. You think so? He's a big kid, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think he's had a fight or two. But Anyways, let's get uh, let's hear from our captain. Oh, captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like I said, I think we came out a little bit flat. Um, we kind of get off our game plan early, which which we need to address and work on moving forward. Um, yeah, I think it's just the little details that we got to touch up on. But 
Uh, we, we've been in these games. I, I think we're right there, so we just need to stick to it and uh, just everyone needs to bring a little bit more to the table. Everyone's got to bring a little more to the table. Um, who, if you had to kind of pick something, what are you what are you looking at right now for next week? What do you want to see improvement on? In the Winnipeg game, it was definitely the turnovers, but they kind of addressed that. It seemed like they were turning over the puck constantly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was because of the inexperienced D, you know, first couple games for these guys or not, but. Uh, and I think the tension in the offensive zone, we got to, you know, create some more chances, you know, offensively. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It felt like when we're that Winnipeg game, just the zone time, like in their zone, yeah. just is so limited. And sure, you get these nice couple breaks here and there, but uh, that sustained pressure. Uh, when, when we do play well, that's when I really start to notice it. You see, um, that's that, you know, setting up in their zone, getting the passes and the puck movement and nice crisp passes. And it just, yeah, I just love to see some of that this, this week. Um, and just tighter defense. Uh, I know the guys are young back there, but just fundamentals, you know, not getting out of position and sure there's going to be yeah. mistakes, but you know, like those simple things of not both guys going to the puck carrier and leaving the trailing guy wide open, you know, just, just little things. Yeah. And... There was another one with one of the young D-men. He pinched when the the other D-men was already in deep, and it was then it was a breakaway. And you, you you just have to be cognizant of where your partner's at. Like you can't you can't make that yeah. play. You can't make yeah. that decision. Like and and in, in the Winnipeg game too. <laughs> so Kevin and I are sitting there in the the Pat's end, and it's like, oh, we've we haven't noticed the top line. The only thing I've noticed them is being hemmed in their yeah. own zone for most of this first period of their shifts. Like it was right. the top line couldn't even get anything going. Yeah. So, and, I mean, to be fair, Winnipeg is a damn good team. They have some really good players on that team. And if you give them that kind of space and time, they, they make you pay. And they, they did this week on us. So. Yeah. I don't know. I hope, uh, Hope things turn around a little bit this week. Um, um, I mean, Mustra's look good. Swift Current has, like I said, it's going to be tough. Brendan has. I, I hope for one win. <laughs> two. I mean, I mean, well, okay. I'll say one. I hope for two. Yeah, yeah. Fair um, enough. You know, and then right after that, you got Winnipeg, Mustra, Swift Current again. So, uh, yeah, that's a tight little stretch here. You got to. Just over a week, you got six games in eight days. This is a tight, busy schedule here. Yeah, I'd hope to see. We'll see how the, the defensive core comes back together too with uh, injuries. These young guys are—they're gonna get—they're gonna get tired. They're getting lots of experience, at least. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean they. Let's take it that way. I mean, even if they are playing for absolutely nothing, you know, there's experience for next year. Get into this, and uh, and. With the back-to-back, you're going to see two different goalies, I'm sure, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Um, I like to see Keeper get at least one. If not, uh, I'd like to see Keeper get Monday, Thursday. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, because too. he's clearly, right now, he's the the guy that seems to be most in the groove. So let's roll with that. At least right? not. Yeah. Like you, you can't justify not playing him right now. With the way the no. team's playing. Yeah. 
you need some thing to build off of. And right now yes. I think that's him. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so you've been watching any other games around the league? I have not watched a bunch. Like I've flipped it on tonight. I tried to watch the. Oh, there's your boy, Damian Hunt. Just took a <laughs> nasty penalty. Oh, elbow right to the chops. Oh, he got the game. He five in a game. He delivered Oof. it. Yeah. All right. That seems about right. Yeah. He. They sent him out. They just sent him off. So now Booster is down two men for a minute and a half as well. And there's only six minutes in the game. They're down one, so that's that's kind of a critical point. But <laughs> anyways, back to my other uh, back to this uh here. Um yeah, so I've got this game on. I tried to watch the Tri City game, just flip it on. It was unwatchable. Like the video was all messed up, sound was all messed up, it was literally terrible so i went to the portland game it worked until it stopped working right at the end of the game one goal game and it just cut out with i can't remember how many minutes left but yeah it was done so then i flipped over to this game but yeah all the games out of this east hub have been good quality like i said and honestly i have not watched a ton of other games like we said there's lots going on with the pats and things like that so it's not a lot of extra time to be watching things but uh, I mean, just looking around the league, you've got Everett at four and zero with what uh, Dustin Wolf putting up three shutouts, three shutouts in a row, and then a one goal game the, got, uh, against Portland there last night. I think it was yeah. in overtime. So so he's looking awesome. Uh, and then you go to the Central, and you got Edmonton nine and zero. I don't think that's. I mean, nine and zero is a, maybe they've got a great team though too, right? They've got yeah, some really good players there. Um, yeah, and you know it's God, it's gonna be frustrating for them for not being able to uh, maybe finish out this season. But I mean, same thing happened last year with with some of those good teams as well, not being able to see it through. But um, yeah, and then BC Division just kind of getting kicked off. Uh, I saw the email from the WHL again. No positive test this week, so good job, uh, everyone in charge of that, keeping everyone safe. And uh, I mean, some yeah. news out of Regina, they're starting to move forward with some more restrictive shutdowns. There is, there's a little cross my mind. Is this, they're going to still allow this, this yeah, uh, and to go forward? That's, but. that's what I was thinking. And Kevin and I were talking on whatever night that was, uh, Tuesday. That's the day that those restrictions had come out. Yeah. And he said that uh, nothing is going to change because it's working. Nothing's... Yeah. You know, nothing's happening. I thought, oh, maybe we'll get the boot because we're kind of non-essential, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe the scouts might get the boot for a little bit, but they said nothing's going to change because nothing's going wrong. Everything's working, and the health authorities, you know, keeping their eye on it. Everything's, you know, on the up and up, and yeah. so they're just going to keep rolling with it until something does change. I, I don't know where I read it, but I think someone said the biggest risk is probably the. Eff- officials that's i said that you did yeah. okay Being because that, they're the only ones not you know in the you know not in not some sort of quarantining per yeah. se and they're because they're doing their everyday jobs and then coming exactly. and they're right near the players right yeah so i said like the scouts you know media office officials they're nowhere near the players exactly so, yeah it's those those the actual 
referees and linesmen skating around beside them. They they have kind of masks, but they're like just single ply. I know, like just those gators, right? They're pretty thin. And, yeah, that's not doing much. Sorry, everyone, but <laughs> <laughs> that is not doing too too much. It's better than nothing. I'm happy they're doing it, and uh, I hope they're being safe in the community. But uh, so far, so good. We're it's, who was I listening to? Like they said, it's two. Oh, it was the broadcast last night? They were like. It's only two weeks and it feels like it does feel like longer than two weeks already. I don't know, maybe just the amount of games and just what's going on. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. It's only been two well, weeks. Spe- and speaking of that, when I was watching the Portland game when it did work, they have to wear their gators on the bench. Mm. So everybody on the bench is wearing it and then you go on the ice you can take it down. So Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, for being the American uh um games, I thought maybe they had <laughs> restrictions would be a little looser down there but obviously they're a little more yeah i think it's yeah state to state so where is yeah. uh that was in portland that game was in portland i was watching so in they're portland. back in portland interesting okay uh, and i couldn't watch tri-city game so i couldn't can't comment on what right. they're doing there good right on anything else this week then um i don't so i think that's about it that's you know we've been chatting we didn't say we said we didn't have too much to talk about but uh we well, got a decent show in to tonight talk about. yeah okay let's wrap it up let's hope for a better showing this week uh just some better efforts i think just more i don't know fundamentally good hockey is all and i would really hope consistency for. maybe is the word we're looking sure. for a solid 60 minutes like they always say that but it's we haven't seen it yet right no, even in the pa no. win i wasn't too happy with the first period and and so. then even in the losses they show those little glimmers like that winnipeg game had some chances and some good play in saskatoon like yeah there's some unlucky goals but they had some nice stretches let's just let's put some stuff together here let's get some wins And uh, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. All right. Good night. All right. Good night, guys. Bye.